is the Anton Savage Show. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent if you want to get in touch with the show. First morning in since, what's the shortest day of the year? December 21st? I think it's December 21st. First day since December 21st that I actually thought, bit of a stretch in the morning. Now part of that may be down to me not being in quite as early as I normally would be, but part of that is down to the fact that it was actually daylight when I left the house. We're, we're, we're into the home stretch, lads. Anytime now, it's going to be summer. If you haven't followed, um, there's a, what do you have on Twitter? Not an account. Maybe I'll go on an account. There's an account on Twitter that's worth um, looking at, which is called the Grand Stretch. and The Grand Owl Stretch, if you're looking for it. The Grand Owl Stretch tells you how long the Grand Owl Stretch is. Now, I think we're nudging an hour of a Grand Owl Stretch. Hell of a time to be alive, even if the weather isn't going to be great today. A lot of stuff uh, in the papers. We're going to be discussing all of the uh, news. No drop in energy bills, according to Charlie Weston, for several months. As you heard from Ellen, little interaction between people living north and south. New polls show... Um, Daily Mail 600 million in overpaid taxes still not claimed and um, Danny McConnell in the Irish Examiner reporting on Sinn Féin expenses and pressure on how Sinn Féin states its numbers and I suppose that's where we might start because this all started if you recall with Pascal Donoghue and Pascal Donoghue um, was subject to a revelation that he had misstated um, donations in the 2016 election. This is for the postering um, from businessman, funded by businessman Michael Stone. And he made a statement in respect of that. And then we discovered that there was misstatements in respect of funding for the 2020 election. And it was starting to add up into the kind of death by a thousand cuts that didn't look particularly positive. And then Fine Gael FOI'd stuff related to Sinn Féin and people began to look across the house at Sinn Féin and now there is a lot of coverage relating to them. The Irish Independent particularly has a headline inside the paper today saying sacrifice the donor to save the career. O'Donoghue follows McDonald's strategy and it breaks down the issues relating now to both parties and their expenses. And it's written by Ireland editor Fionnán Sheehan. And Fionnán, this is starting to feel like one of those things that everybody wishes just didn't start. Yeah, if you're if you're in Sinn Féin, you'd be looking at this uh, a week ago going, this is going well. We forced uh, Pascal Donoghue into a situation where he has to make a second uh, Dahl's statement and there's further revelations come. Now, uh, a week on, that's happened uh, damage has been done to Pascal Donoghue, but now the, the focus has turned very much on Sinn Féin's own um, financial uh, accounting, uh, election expenses, uh, and generally donations that they get both from from near uh, and far. And they've presented uh, an opportunity to Fine Gael to attack them, but also have basically put the spotlight in this entire area and. There seems to be a lot that, that Sinn Féin do not account for uh, very well, uh, despite being a large political party and a political party that is of substantial uh, wealth as well. I mean, we know that they have a large property portfolio of offices around around the country. They, they get money from the USA. They get money from the UK. They have two different entities, North and South. Uh, but what we're predominantly focused on is, is south uh, of the border. And we're looking now at a situation where for the last three major elections in this country, election 2020, the European elections in 2019, and the general election again in 2016, Sinn Féin are going to have to amend, correct, review, rewrite submissions that they made to the state ethics watchdog accounting for the money that that they spent during those campaigns because of what uh, they would have described as 
sloppy errors and other people, their critics are describing as, uh, you know, something more serious than that, that there hasn't been proper declarations here. So we we knew uh, a week ago that they'd had to correct their 2020 statement uh, because they hadn't declared an opinion poll that they, they carried out with a UK-based company. Uh, now it seems that there's other issues around conversion from uh, euro uh, sterling into euro. They're carrying out a full review of that statement and seeing are there any other issues arising. So having already submitted an amendment, they're going to have to amend the amendments uh, to that to that statement uh, for election 2020. Then you go to 2019, there seems to be some technical issue uh, around uh, how they filled out the form in relation to expenses for the, the various campaigns uh, during that European elections. And then you go back to election 2016, and there is uh, an issue there where they basically didn't declare the costs of any press conferences that they held as their most high-profile events at the campaign. Nothing appeared at all on their expenses claims, uh, again, claiming oversight uh, and so on. But it's hard to see how you can forget that, that you held major events with the party leadership at them and then not attribute anything to them. Aside from that, there's been some other things that have have reawakened, I suppose, in uh, in the past uh, week. The Abu database, but that, that is the database of voters and how they intend to vote in the next general election. It's a very sophisticated pieces of, of work. And very politically which, valuable. Politically valuable, literally, when they're going out canvassing, if they canvass your door uh, and they, they canvass Anton Savage, they come away from the door and they say, you're either a supporter of Sinn Féin is going to vote for them, a potential voter or not voting full stop. That is marked down on, on, on paper, on electoral register, and it is fed back into a national database whereby the party then know if they need to come back and canvass you again. Are you somebody they should check on to see have you voted uh, on election day? Probably operates better in Northern Ireland because the Westminster elections allow for far more use uh, of technology and interaction with the voters than, than we do here. We're, we're a bit suspicious uh, of, of all that down here due to, due to past uh, events. And then the other issue that has uh, arisen is Mary Lou Macdonald's donation from Jonathan Dowdall, the now convicted torturer, gangland criminal, star witness in the Jerry Damon Kutch Regency Hotel murder trial that is, is, has just wrapped up this week. Mary Lou Macdonald received a donation from Jonathan Dowdall, who went on to become a Sinn Féin councillor back in 2011 when she was first elected as a TD. That was declared by her at the time as a donation. It's down as a cheque. She signed a form. It went into the Standards of Public Office Commission. So that is quite clear. It was a donation to Mary Lou Macdonald, not to Sinn Féin locally, not to Sinn Féin nationally, not to anybody else, to Mary Lou Macdonald. But in recent months, Mary Lou Macdonald has been claiming, oh, no, that wasn't, an election. that wasn't a donation to me, that was a donation to the party. So Yes, but she said actually it was on, on Gavin Riley's on the record yeah. on uh, News Talk that she said that, where she said the donation was made to the Dublin Central constituency and reported as per the rules and regulations of SIPO. Can I ask on this, uh, Finan, whatever about what the respective parties are going to have to do in terms of the quality of their accounting and from where they get money, 
What are the political implications? Because for the last week, pressure was mounting on Pascal Donoghue. There was the 2016 revelations, and I would imagine Fine Gael hoped that would be the end of it. Then there was the 2020 revelations. Then there was issues to do with people around him and his driver and all the rest of it. And there was a growing momentum that had the sort of feel of, we don't need much more of this. Does this now take all that momentum away because everybody's just slinging mud at each other? To a degree. I mean, Pascal Donoghue is not out of the woods by any means. There will be, there'll have to be an investigation into him by the, the Standards of Public Office Commission, that's the State Ethics Watchdog. There's very serious issues arising there. He's admitted effectively to two, to three breaches uh, of the law, not adequately declaring uh, election expenses in 2016, again in, in 2020, and also a breach of a corporate donations limit, which he says was done by Fine Gael, not, not by him. And that body will now have to look into all of the payments. I did a tot up of the payments. It's about €4,300 worth of donations, contributions, services provided by the businessman Michael Stone and his company to Pascal Donoghue, to Fine Gael locally and Fine Gael nationally. And they will all have to be gone through now to see are, are, those, are those figures accurate, are the values attributed to them proper, uh, were there invoices, were there their receipts, any paperwork at, at all. Uh, how were they? Uh, how were they accounted for subsequently? And are they being attributed to the right people? So when Pascal Donoghue says this was a donation to Fine Gael locally, they'll have to decide. Well, was it or was it actually a donation to Pascal Donoghue? In which case, are there issues here? Uh, further issues around donation limits and so on. So they could come back with with findings well, that have to find against them, given that he's putting his hand up saying that he did breach laws. But we're waiting to see. Ultimately, where does that go? I mean, do they come back with a wrap across the knuckles for him, uh, a fine? Do they pass on uh, a file, for example, and, and seek for the Gardaí to investigate it uh, to bring a prosecution? So we, we don't know where that's going to go. We think that's going to take quite some time. I think Pascal Dunhoe will be long gone as public expenditure minister and probably even chair of the Eurogroup by the time that process uh, sees an end. So that's very much gone from a political process over the past two weeks to now very much into a legal process that will linger there in the background for some time. Finan, thank you very much for taking the time on a Saturday morning. That is Finan Sheehan, the Ireland editor of the Irish Independent. And we'll be getting more analysis on that story and the big stories of the weekend from our news panel after we kickstart the weekend.